everyone, and welcome to the first ever uh, thing that we have. Unnamed podcast. <laughs> Unnamed to be named. There might be a, there might be a name up there now. There'll be there'll be a name eventually. By the time you hear this, we'll have figured out a name. By the time you're listening or watching or both. Well, what we're here to do is uh, every week we're going to be discussing a different movie in the realm of B, would you call it sci-fi horror in that? I would say just pretty much just camp. Camp. You know, like we're not going to pigeonhole it to (laughs) sci-fi or horror. If it's crappy or entertaining or strange or all of the above, If if it, you know, checks a couple of those things off on a list. We'll get to it eventually. So, uh, also anything you guys want to suggest, maybe. Absolutely, any suggestions. We'll, we'll out take there. viewer suggestions. Yeah, it would be it help us out greatly because it took us a while to uh, decide on the uh, wonderful flick we came across for today. Yes, our very first uh, uh, ever ever. Uh, let's let's do film. a little, yeah. little clinker on that. Oh, should I? Should we show? Oh yeah, we're we're skull it up. We're skull yeah. it up. Uh, first ever campy, fun film entitled... Life Force, yeah. Life Force is, uh, it was made in 1985 by Toby Hooper, who you may remember as the man behind Texas Chainsaw 1 and 2, uh, Invaders from Mars. He made a really strange movie about a demonic laundry folding machine with Robert England called The Mangler. Uh, he did a pretty excellent movie called Body Bags with uh, John Carpenter. Very great movie. Um, Made for HBO, right? Yeah. Uh, ooh. To- ooh. Ooh, <laughs> that came in with some heat. Power. Uh, Toby Hooper, you know, he's one of those, he's made some serious hits, and boy, has he made some serious misses, too. Yeah. And uh, I'm not really sure which side of the fence I would even throw a life force on. I'd say it's a bit of both. <laughs> it's definitely a bit of both. I don't, I don't think it succeeded in what... He necessarily <laughs> wanted to be le- let me let me hit you with the tagline before we get into it. Um, this is one sentence. This, I'm reading this right off the IMDb. This is the tagline for the movie: A race of super vampire. Wow. <laughs> A race of space vampires arrive in London and infect the populace. So this is a movie about vampires from space. Attacking London. Now, when you said a minute ago, when you're saying whether or not he hit his mark, what mark would you say that is? What I was think, the target here? I think he was really trying to go for like a uh, almost apocalyptic, excuse me, apocalyptic like uh, end of the world scenario that was really gripping with tension and and really you know uh, wonderful performances. But what he got was some of the most overly ham-fisted acting I have ever seen out of the British community. I mean, if they're not talking, they're just staring with these Not one guy, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, What's it, his name? Do you have his it, name? It stars uh, Steve Railsback as Colonel Tom Carlson. He would be our astronaut... Uh, uh, the hero uh, or anti-hero? The guy sure. that was enchanted. Yes. By the, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> um, whatever that thing is. And then, uh, the other main star would be, uh, Peter Firth, who we are referring to. Um, this man, I don't know what his credentials were supposed to be in this movie. Um, suffice to say, no matter what he wanted from anyone, he got it. 
He yeah. go up to the military. I need this, this, and this. Boom. Getting choppers flying all around town and a it's nice almost, fly turtleneck. It's like a, his, he, had, he always had nice turtlenecks, nice uh, trench coats. Uh, well, he started out in leather and then he went to the trench. Oh, coats. you're right. Yeah. 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 It was almost like a Jedi mind trick he was pulling on people. Well, he one would thing. Just, uh, he would just insinuate something and it would just become <laughs> concrete at that moment. <laughs> he would say the most off the wall shit. And, and people were like, well, that must be true. Or someone would say the most off-the-wall shit to him. Anybody, wow, that must be true. <laughs> the movie starts out, we have a group of astronauts. They are tailing Haley's Comet, uh, studying it uh, before it disappears for another 75 years. And they will be, as they made many reference to, dead by then. And this is their only opportunity to study it. Yeah. So they get out of their spaceship and they find what looks like an alien spaceship that was a mixture of a penis and an umbrella with roots. It was very phallic and then it had a big umbrella shape at the end and then like talons or something coming out the back. And the way they entered was through this very vaginal pink <laughs> tunnel. I forgot about that. It was really strange because it was like this, like if you ever watched the old medical, like the the the. Sex ed videos they would show you yeah. in, in high school where you go you see the little spermies swimming Yeah, that's yeah. what the astronauts look like in their little white spacesuits going down this just overtly pink and bumpy tunnel It was really strange. It was very yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they get in there and they find a naked woman and two naked guys and what looked to be crystals and don't expect this woman to ever put on clothes this entire <laughs> movie because she does not which is actually It's very awful <laughs> it's like you know, I'm I'm all for a naked woman, especially one as well shaped as she was. <laughs> but when it when she is one of the main stars of the show, and no matter what's happened, she's just naked as a jaybird in every scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she never puts on clothes once, and at points turns into Patrick Stewart. And um, while, while being a like kind of very a very sexual theme movie, it's not very sexual. There's no sex. There's absolutely no sex. There is, there is loads of nudity and a lot of horny dudes, <laughs> but no sex. Yeah. In fact, overtly creepily horny guys. I remember in this scene, the the one astronaut was like, uh, "Do you think she's human?" And he's like. I've been in space for six months. Yeah. I think she's perfect. And the only female I saw just like rolls her eyes a yeah, little like at this overtly would. like just, <laughs> ugh, shudderingly delivered Kirby yeah. line. I've been in space for six months and she looks perfect to me. It was a creepy line. It was. Um, <laughs> I remember shooting you a look like, ooh. Now what's even creepier about it is that it seems to be that as the story progresses, this isn't a woman at all. It's a space vampire. It's a space vampire. As uh, they should have figured out by the weird... As they were finding these women, there was these weird bat vampire creatures... Yeah, everywhere! ...floating around. They were dead. Oh, they were just floating around, so uh, they felt, you know, in, in the... In the name of science, yeah. what most scientists would do in this type of situation, they just broke a big chunk off. They just start breaking pieces. Break, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take this with me. Stuff one in the little astronaut pocket for later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely desiccated. Jump back Wait. into the uh, 
We're, we're only five minutes into this two-hour goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're right. This movie also was overtly long. It was so long. So for no reason, right? Like, yeah, like just... if they would have trimmed like a good forty minutes out of that movie, it would have been a stunner. Totally. Because the special effects are just fantastic. Which is kind of why we were, I don't know, kind of torn watching it. Yeah. Because it's so it would go from these very um. And I don't know how to say this properly, like, just overtly British conversations where these men were overly ham-fisting stern accents uh, in trench coats and leather jackets staring each other in the eye. Delivering one-liners. that this one after another. Yeah. And a lot of it didn't even matter to the movie. <laughs> yeah. So they bring upon the ship, and then smash cut 30 uh, days later. Right. Bam! 30 right. days later. Uh, the spaceship is now floating in orbit outside of Earth somehow. Now it's yeah, there. They right. set another spaceship up. The whole thing's been burned up. They grab the logs, uh, and the three uh, crystallized space vampires. The rest of the crew is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Bring them on down to Earth. And that's where the shenanigans really uh, really start taking place. Which it's funny that I, I did forget that they did that 30 day jump. Yeah. Which is funny because they spend a large chunk of the rest of the movie explaining in flashbacks. What, yeah, it's flashbacks explaining what happened during that time. During that 30 days. And it, they could have just shown that and then gone right. down to Earth. Or they could have even shown it all in one flashback if they wanted to do a flash. It was like, what, four or five flashbacks? It was a lot. <laughs> and every single time they did like the old tiny where they made the harp noise. <laughs> like do, like almost it, like a cartoon. Did it do a water splash? Uh, it did not. I couldn't I would, I, You know, I was hoping for, because it's a space movie, like a star swipe. Yeah, yeah. Be a good star swipe smash cut, but no. Right. no. That would have been Couldn't cool. get any of that. Yeah, the harp transition was a little... A little weird. I will say, for a movie about space vampires, it takes itself extremely seriously. <laughs> uh, much to... Yeah. I actually think it's like one of a, a, a great part about it, because it, it's ridiculous subject matter, and Toby Hooper just approaches it like he's really got a gold mine here. And he does. <laughs> just yeah. not in the way I believe he wants it. I, I don't know a lot of the backstory of the production of the, of the film, but I know it's a canon film, and I know that they would a lot of times give artists kind of freedom to kind of do what they want. I believe canon being involved has a lot to do with it. Okay. Do you, you think that uh, they, they directed it some somewhat away from uh, Toby's vision, or do you think that... Uh, uh, well, canon has always been known for kind of letting... People just do their thing and somehow always turn in a profit. I don't think many canon films didn't turn a profit. Do you think they pressured him into cutting corners in any way? Or I, I mean, you know, I've looked the entire time I was watching this movie. I was like trying to think up excuses why a director would make some of the decisions he made in that movie, especially someone that could make something as visceral as an intense as Texas Chainsaw, and Texas Chainsaw was very realistic. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a it was a grueling movie. And this, on the other hand, they went batshit out of the spectrum with the action in this, like, wholly unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, But still had these very stern performers, like, performances in between. And again, all of the action scenes look pretty fucking phenomenal, There was some, there was some really cool special effects, like, uh, with Patrick Stewart's, uh, 
head started hemorrhaging all the goo, and it went into that. Yeah. That, oh, it's morphed like, into a aura, blood. and then it turned into the vampire lady. It's like a reverse shot of blood shooting out of his head. Not and really. Yeah, it was like it was like if they took his head and held upside down, and it just yeah. dumped out the orifices, but in a they zero gravity sh- kind of way, right, where it was yeah. going up. And then it forms. It's like it forms. Yeah, the outline of a woman. Is that the vein? Is that the? Is that the? It vamp- was a man vampire lady. Okay. That, that was, she was like, I'm here again. Balls naked. What's up, guys? It's so Look stupid. Look at my melon heavy breath. There's so many reasons, but it's like it. It looks cool. She it's does really eventually find a blouse at one point. Almost two hours into the movie with no explanation. I want to know what the backstory is behind that blouse. I made the joke that maybe she stopped the Burlington Coat Factory and picked this thing up. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just like a like a white slip with a little zip up the middle. Uh, there was one other scene where she was wearing clothes for maybe thirty seconds before she. It was the wing just, thing, right? It yeah, was before the, she just slid them right back and off. They have like fabric connected from the fingertips to yeah. the to yeah. sides, like 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 a. Bat. It, it's hard to remember because it was all of like four seconds. She she wore yeah. clothes in that movie. And I don't know why they were showing us that either. Now that I'm thinking of it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they showed us a lot of the things they showed us in that movie. So. They bring him down, obviously things are going to go awry here to some military facility where there's a lot of stern looking men with berets on it, whose guns never run out of ammo or any clips change. Yeah. Um, apparently when the woman looks at a man, I'm sure that you know this plays into almost the old school vampire lore where you romance your victim and right, right, but right. they would just fall madly in love and just would not be able to resist her. Which is where it goes back to my my a lot of horny men but no sex comment earlier. It's true, um, yeah. <laughs> so they would uh, they would walk up to her and then uh, she would go to kiss him and then a lightning would uh, shoot out of her eyeballs and mouth and she would <laughs> she would suck their life force. Yeah. The titular line, their life force out of them. Which they do say several times. Yeah. If I'm correct, the life Force is conserved always and in all things, even after death. Drained energy, life force. And I will say, I came out of it with more questions than when I went into it. Absolutely. So, sucks the life out of this guy. He turned into like a prune man candy kind of thing, where like he was just brown like a Tootsie Roll and had no no uh, uh, moisture left in him. How do you think they did those uh, those shots? I believe they were puppets. And they what? They I uh, think they used they a lot of puppets and model work in that movie. They they either pumped them up with something or sucked something out of them. I think uh, almost like a diaphragm situation where they had a skeletal and then it was like a big balloon. Okay. So yeah, where they, yeah. they pulled the air out, the skin would kind of go down yeah. around the ribs. It looks it, it's, awesome. <laughs> the special effects look awesome. I like, mean, if you were to make a super cut, which I think we're gonna do for the intro of this of yeah. the special effects. Yeah. You would look at this and just be like, this movie looks amazing. Totally, yeah. But then they start talking in between, and then you try to like pull a storyline out of it, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, if this movie <laughs> were being engaged solely on special effects, I'd give it a nine. Yeah. Like, it's really cool looking. Yeah, they... they, 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 cop- they I was going to say, they copped out on certain things. Like, remember the the, the, the globe behind the... The, the, the spaceship? The Thing. They had the jellyfish dick umbrella spaceship, yeah. and it looked so realistic and cool. Then they had what looked like a, a five-year-old straw on the earth. <laughs> Literally. And that's how I have to pronounce it, this one, earth, because earth. it looked that bad. It wasn't even the earth, it was the earth. So, she gets loose uh, through sucking the, the life force mm-hmm. out of several people. Uh, 
gets out of the, you know, and, and she's not like making a very spry escape. She just kind of casually, nakedly strolls out of this she military facility, and anyone that stops or tries to stop her just gets the lightning. Is that where the glass blows out when she's doing that? Is yeah, that and the, then and then the glass blows out the front, and she goes strolling through the dewy grass, and that's the last you see of her. That also looks incredible, the glass. And then there goes into this really confusing scene where there's there's the two fellas we told you about, the space vampire fellas, yeah. and they don't really have a lot of screen time in this movie. So there's this scene where they're they're going to escape like the lady, and then two of the beret guys with their endless clips are just dumping rounds at these guys, and it's not doing anything. And they throw two grenades in there and then just smash cut into a whole different scene. No explanation. It stopped them. It wouldn't have stopped the girl, right. is what they made it seem like, but they don't mention the guys again for a while. Yeah. So then uh, all hell breaks loose in downtown London as uh, she starts infecting people because as she sucks their life force, exactly two hours later, the people whose life force she sucks would come back and try to suck life forces. Out if of they others, couldn't, but they would blow up into a tidal wave of sand. Right. Which, uh, you heard that correctly. A tidal wave of sand. Yeah, it literally, liter but only some of them. Yeah, that's true. Not it, every it, every one of them did. Apparently that wasn't like a complete rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. That was like, you know, it was loosely. You know, like the first few, they all that all happened to every single one of them. Right. And then it never really came back again in the, the other seven hours of that movie. No, are we to the point where the guy flew through the gate? Yes. That's he would, he would be the first sand sandman. Okay. He was the f oh he was the first. Yeah, they had a guy locked up, one of the guys who had his uh, his life force drained because they had figured out that these guys would come back as uh, as dangerous evil space vampires <laughs> to suck life force. And uh, there was a wonderful scene where the vampire man fly or just goes running at the 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 bars of this uh, cell, and he just explodes into dust all over everyone that's staring at him, <laughs> except for his hand, right, which is just hanging on the bar. Yeah, it's just hanging there. How do you think they did that shot? Do you think they, they dragged the dummy up to the thing? And I think they cut? dragged the dummy thing, and it was just a cut of them with almost like an Acme Looney Tunes cannon <laughs> of dirt, and that they just blew at the camera. <laughs> the awesome. camera. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, the special effects of this movie yeah. are one of the reasons to watch it. That, and, I mean, if you like campy crap, yeah, really give it a shot. Uh, it's long. It's really long. But if you can get through it, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so that's, that's the setup. Uh, it turns into a bit of an apocalyptic situation where London's burning for some reason. There's a lot of fires. Um, it's never orb setting the fire, right? Is it the orb? We made that assumption at one point, but it never really broke down why there was fires being... And the herb is the the orb is the the, the herb the, the orb is the woman right or the orb no. is the vampire no what is the orb it's oh shit from what I gather <laughs> please if anyone has any explanations beyond what I'm trying to figure out in this yeah absolutely uh, the That's... spaceship the big dick ship comes down to orbit. And all the souls that they're harvesting through London are shooting up at a blue orb into the sky, or a blue line into the sky, and I believe the orb is what's harvesting them all. It never really gives an explanation. There's just this giant blue orb floating around downtown London blowing shit up. 
<laughs> in fact, almost every question that you probably have for us right now, you're like, you seem like you guys are skipping around. Well, so did the goddamn movie. Yeah, it really <laughs> did. Patrick Stewart's one of the stars of this movie. He doesn't show up until at least an hour in. He delivers three lines of dialogue, and then our one main character, the, uh, the astronaut, Colonel Tom Carlson, <laughs> who... I think in three or four separate scenes, just starts beating, just slapping the ever-living shit out of whoever's around. Like, you know, like, he'll ask you a casual question, and if you don't answer him, he's throwing your ass into a lamp. He's smacking you around, and you know, the people, they don't say, like, anyone that's in the rooms, it's like, yeah, that's normal. It's the 80s. What did the one guy say? He's slapping that girl around, and he sits down, and he goes, I'm a voyeur? Oh, yeah, he's like, ooh, I'm a voyeur for this. <laughs> Not at all. I am a natural voyeur. There's some weird fucking lines in that movie. Which it's it's even weirder because it's not so weird to the point where you're like, oh, this is supposed to be weird. Yeah. It's just a weird thing to say, and then they move on from it. Yeah, the, like no one reacts and like, wow, that was strange in any manner or that way. Oh yeah, almost like you're not supposed to think he's a creep, or maybe yeah. you are. Were, were we? <laughs> in, in the eighties. <laughs> Apparently, and you know, this goes for a lot, especially action movies, that the uh, the antagonist, uh, you know, uh, has a tendency to start slapping women around and no one ever really thinks anything of it because of time or something. They usually have questionable ethics in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, he's asking, he's asking some questions and you know, you're not answering, I'm slapping you around. But Patrick Stewart gets introduced as a doctor and they're in the middle of this room just having a conversation out of nowhere, our astronaut hero just tackles the dog shit out of him and just starts jamming needles into his neck. Literally out of nowhere. It's just, um, there's no build up to it. Patrick Stewart, I don't believe, has any more lines in the rest of the movie. Other than screaming? Than screaming a lot. Um, so they take him to this room and our hero, who like I said, no one questioned shit on, uh, they're at a hospital at this point, tells a, a doctor they want more of the hypno drug that he already shot him up with. The doctor's like, that's not a good idea. And he's like, just give it to me. And the, the police chief's like, yes, I can sign to this. Just give it to him four times the normal dose. Yeah. And the doctor's like, okay. You're right. Hands it on over. Right over. He speaks this way to the military. Like, <laughs> the military puts these guys in quarantine because the, the city's burning down and there's vampire people everywhere. And they just casually look at the general like, well, we have information that's important. And they're like, oh, we better let you out. Yeah. But let's tell you our whole plan and let you go. And then the guy's like, I'm going to need a sidearm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to need a car. A car. <laughs> Give that to him too and then let them go. And then the guy, right after he gives it to him, the guy says, the, 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 the one soldier says to him, he goes, that was probably a bad idea. And the guy agrees with them. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck did you give him the car? You know, honestly. Jedi mind trick. This guy this guy was doing <laughs> Jedi mind tricks. He had, he had a curly blonde fro. Like I said, he had a, <laughs> he had a fantastic uh, turtleneck on in every scene. And he had a gaze that was cold yeah. and hard as steel. No matter what was happening around him, he was just cool. You know what it totally reminded cool. me of? Have you ever seen the old British show, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? No. <laughs> okay. The way the main character in that movie and, and that show, and that show is supposed to be mocking old television, delivers his lines yeah. much like this guy delivers his lines. It's a lot of eyebrows. Really hard. You know, like, he could just be like, I want a banana from the fridge. <laughs> and it was just so much eyebrow and intensity. Wow. So... 
that 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 is kind of what uh, what it was. And just yeah, every time something is crazy is going on, the stare is this. It's yeah, like yeah, just I'm cool with people all this. blow up in the sand in front of them. It doesn't raise an eyebrow. It's just, the apocalypse is going on. Apocalypse he's sprinting through burning. it with a gun out. <laughs> Still looking like he's like just got done smelling like a like a carpet square and like a fabric softener square. Like, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> like, no reaction whatsoever. Just yeah. that steely, like almost like Ben Stiller in Zoolander. Just like steel, yeah. blue steel gaze. Right. Yeah. He's done this before and he knows what's going on. Well, he's the man for the job. I mean, it never really introduces where he came from. No. He that, just shows up. I like up. what you said. He doesn't report to anybody. He doesn't report to anybody. <laughs> no one's checking in on him. No. He's no, walking no. up to army generals that are handling an alien apocalypse. They commandeer and, and commandeering shit from him. They're giving him helicopters and jeeps and firearms. <laughs> and he doesn't seem qualified for any of this. Do you remember who said, yeah, everyone in there is an expert on whatever they, like you said, whatever they say is, is, it's concrete. No um, one, no one argues shit That in this must movie. be their souls when, flying. When, when they take down, that scene I just talked about, when they take down Patrick Stewart, the two people that were in the room with the astronaut guy look at him, they're like, why'd you do that? And he's like, when you touched my shoulders, I mind linked with him. <laughs> yeah. And okay. I knew. He was a villain. And then the, the police chief guy, or the captain, where the fuck he was, the, the no credentials man. He's like, oh, that must be it. He mind melded with them. And they don't, that's boom, let's just move on. Like, Is that like, the term they use? Yes, they use mind, mind melded. Oh my god. <laughs> so like, the, uh, if someone's like, I, yeah, I touched him on the, oh, why did you attack that guy and jam giant syringes of chemicals into his throat? I touched him on the shoulders and I mind melded with him. And I saw that it, he had evil intent. I'd be like, what in the fuck are you talking about, you crazy bastard, you? Yeah, we need to take his guns and his Put an egg in your shoe. Put a fucking egg in your shoe and beat it, because you're up to no good, <laughs> Mr. Man. I gotta go make sure my friend over here is alright, because he's jammed a bunch of bleach in his throat. Wouldn't that have been the best ending if they if they just revealed that he's like... Weren't we talking about that if he escaped from the mental ward? Yeah, he's just some random guy running around in a trench coat just telling all these people what to do in a crisis situation, <laughs> and they're just so panicked, they're like... Well, if he's got a steely gaze and a nice quaffed of afro, he must know what he's talking about. Steely gaze. He yeah. did have a steely gaze, That's man. That's the best term for it. His, his favorite band must have been Steely Dan. Out of nowhere, it, they, it, they do not explain where this even came from. This one scientist has this uh, leaded iron sword. Yeah, I forgot about that. That what? you have to kill, that's the only way to kill the vampires is take this leaded iron sword and jam it through their aura, which is below their heart. Right. And, and he, just, he, required, he proclaimed this as the old-fashioned way. Yeah, that's literally a line. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, well, how do you kill him? He's like, the old-fashioned way. <laughs> you take a leaded iron sword <laughs> and you jam it through their, their energy field, which is right below their hearts and their stomachs. Yeah. And no one questions shit. They're like, word. Okay. And it's just when it comes, uh, when it, when it comes into the plot, it's just, it's there in the lab. He's on the, he's, he's on the phone. He just has it. Like it was sitting around in his basement. Yeah. 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 And it's the most bizarre looking, there's no artifact like this on the planet. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like, you know, anytime they have one of these artifacts in a movie, you know, they make it as cool looking as possible. And basically, this looks like... Masters of the Universe's He-Man sword with yeah. a Dalek attached to it, and it had like this like studded 
weird. It doesn't even look like a handle. It's like a bat. Yeah, and it was stupid looking. It looked dumb as hell. It was very a very impractical weapon, I would say. It it looked very hard to wield for a mortal. Yes. Maybe. Now this is based on a book, no less. So we're gonna have to maybe I'm gonna have to dig this sucker out. And what's, this the, what's the book called? Uh, the Space Vampires That's, by Colin Wilson. That's a much better name for this. Uh, it well, it fits it more. Yeah. Yeah, because it's much more about space vampires than the life force that they are. While they, they are, are sucking a life in. force. Yeah. It's, yeah. More about the vampires. <laughs> I wonder if it's a short story, if it's a novel. Uh, I wonder how long this book is, and I wonder how much liberty they took. Well, I'll tell you what, while we're discussing this, maybe I'll pull up some info on it here right quick. Maybe we'll get a little bit of backstory. So why don't you take it from there, storyline-wise? All I remember, really, from, like, it, it jumps so so all over the place. I just remember that... And we just watched this, by the way. I did, yeah. It was, it was too much, man. It was too much to take in. They're, uh, they're making out. And they're getting sucked up into that orb. They get sucked into the orb while they're making out. Yeah. And she tells him that he's one of them. Yeah. The so the astronaut. And there's no explanation, explanation on why he's a vampire too. It has been the whole time. And that's why she didn't kill him. She killed all the other astronauts. She killed everyone else. And why there's been this attraction between them uh, the whole time. She reveals she's just as attracted to him as he is to her, huh? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they're, they're, they're somehow madly in love with each other. Yeah, so with that knowledge, I guess he can't bear to be what he is, which that, it's, it's actually, that's. I wonder if they got that from the Lovecraft story, uh, Shadow Over Innsmouth, because that's how that ends. I was sick of that too. You know that um, one? Yeah, The Space Vampires uh, uh, is a full length novel. Wow, interesting. 379 pages. You so, get uh, $12.99, brand new, uh, Amazon Prime. It. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so knowing he's one of these vampires, and that's his existence. That's what he's gonna. He's gonna go what to live in the orb. Where are they? Where are they going? They're getting sucked up into something, and there's a spiral going around them, and that sword's floating around. Well, because he let did he let it go and it just starts floating, or why is the sword floating around? Somehow, okay. Somehow, our astronaut hero, or I'm not even sure if he was a hero. He just wanted to fuck. <laughs> I think the entire movie is him trying to get to our naked space vampire lady. Yeah. And then when he gets there, he's making out with her and, uh, uh, in a blue, in a show. blue orb in the middle of a church. Oh, that's London. right. Cause that's where it, that's where like the nexus is, right? It, yes. it homes in on, on the, on so the church. So they're about to be sucked into space into their, their phallic, uh, <laughs> umbrella penis, uh, spaceship. Are there more that are up there in that ship? It never, I think that's what uh, they were pulling life forces for, was to reinvigorate the rest of them from oh, the ship. Oh, the, the, so the how it they were breaking off pieces of. So how it ends. Is that what you're saying? The break, yeah. They're breaking the pieces. They're going to bring those to, to crusty. Life. Uh, yeah, they're going to bring the, the vampire poop bats okay. back to life. So they the, did not make that known. I want to say this. This is a to lot me, of assumptions. Okay, yeah, go ahead. This is a lot of me just just putting the evidence together and what's in front of me. It and, sounds right. What you're saying sounds right. Go ahead. It's, it so, <laughs> so Mr. Credentials Man, uh, Mr. Fro of Steel, shows up at the church where they're uh, they're at together and they're making out hard, 
and they're about to be sucked up in this spaceship with all the souls of everyone in uh, England. And he throws that guy the sword when she's telling him, you're one of us. So he stabs himself and her through the stomach. They get sucked up into the spaceship. Show them how, like this. They're making out. Yeah. And he and reaches it, around her. And right on through. And through, yeah. Through himself, too. Right. <laughs> so he stabs himself through the stomach, through her. They get sucked up into the spaceship. The spaceship turns to fly away, and the credits roll. Yeah. No explanation beyond that. No, did they stop them? Why was he a vampire? Why would did this ruin their plans? Did everybody's <laughs> souls who got sucked up gone? Did the apocalypse that was going down on the ground stop? Did all the space vampires that were down on the ground because they had been bitten stop attacking each other? These are questions yeah. you do not get any answers for. What was the blue orb? Why was it there? Did it go back with the spaceship? I think the best one you just named that I didn't even think of is, yeah, what happened once it sucked up all these souls and they killed he killed them th themselves? They got sucked up into the thing as corpses, right? Because they're it they, didn't show them die though. Like after he oh, stabbed right. them through, they both looked up. You're right. And they and then, they got uh, beamed on up. And then, yeah, what happened to this reservoir of uh, of souls? Were they just like, fuck it, London's fucked. We just gotta leave it alone. Let's just cordon that bad boy off. God, it sounds like uh, they could have been a banging sequel. <laughs> I don't know who would have funded a sequel to that goddamn movie. <laughs> it's like, it, there, there's tons of sexual... Uh. What do you even call it? It's like, there, it's a sexual movie without having any sex. What do you call that? Sexual tension? But it's not really, like... Because every dude that sees her wandering around naked was all just like, oh. I like what this you said about the, it's, you're right, it, it's the it's the reversal on the, uh... The it's, old it's the male vampire, right. when they would seduce the women, they would feel powerless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just kind of flipped that on its head. But then he flipped it even again to say, well, the reason he, the, the guy's so attracted to her, so attracted, is because he is one. Yeah. Which yeah. is... And really then, kind of stupid. The, but when he's going to the church, uh, Afro boy, Mr. Credentials, with his leaded sword, <laughs> that's when out of nowhere, the one, just one of the male vampires appears. And yeah. they have like a showdown on the steps and he throws the sword through the guy's stomach and the guy turns into a giant bat demon. This movie almost feels like four movies. Or it feels like half a movie that was four movies long. I wonder how uh, Hooper got, just got the inclination to, to go with this story. Like, did he read the book and just loved it? Or like, did someone give it to him and said this is well, great, or? You know, he came off a Texas Chainsaw, and you know, I'm not sure if Invaders from Mars is before or after, but he obviously had some sort of interest in sci-fi and alien movies. Uh, Invaders from Mars, I know you haven't seen it, mm. was actually pretty a pretty awesome movie. It was more of a kid's movie. That's what you said. Uh, alien Invasion kid's movie. Um, so maybe, you know, he was trying to go off in a sci-fi direction, and maybe this was the movie that killed it for him. Because <laughs> I, I could tell, I don't think anyone would have gave him another dollar to make another movie like this. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of sad, because it's like, I can see... I can definitely see, I can see merit in it for sure. It's like this, it's not, 
it's not something that I, I wouldn't ever recommend to someone. Like, I would probably recommend this to everybody. You gotta see this movie. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, but I would do it in that way. Like, you have to see this shit. Yeah, that's... Okay, so Life Force <laughs> was before Invaders from Mars. They were a year in between each other. He did... He did Texas Chainsaw. Oh, he actually had a bunch before. He did Texas Chainsaw, Eaten Alive, The Dark, Salem's Lot, The Fun House, Poltergeist, and then... A movie wow. about Billy Idol before he did uh, Life Force and Invaders from Mars. He did Salem. What you said? He did Salem's Lot. Yeah, he did Salem's Lot. I didn't know that. Wow, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, I, he made some decent movies. He yeah. made some some fucking shit ones too, though. I think Texas Two is, is one of the greatest movies ever. That's like, that's my horror movie Star Wars. You know? Really? It's it's like Dennis Hopper's dual wielding. <laughs> chainsaws. chainsaws, they have what's essentially a lightsaber battle with chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. He said, I, I read an interview, uh, Dennis Hot, that, that's his biggest regret, he says, is being in that movie. Really? That's what I read. Is that, and I'm like, why? He's been in dog shit movies, too. Yeah, yeah, he has. But you know what, I feel we're getting off topic here. Yeah, we are. What it's... would you rate this movie? Out, out of, uh... Like you know, you know, let's let's use a rating system that pertains to each movie. Now, I would give this. Oh, I like that. Out of out of uh, five naked vampire women, <laughs> I would give this three naked vampire women and a half sucked vampire man, which would be like a point half star. Okay. Um. So that's that's three point five out of five, and that and I would give it five stars if they took the dialogue out because it was ridiculous and fun to watch. I would give it. I don't know, man. It's it's it, it's a tough call because I don't want to rate it too low because of the effects, which typically and it, is, it is fun as hell to watch. It is, and typically I'm I'm against rating a movie based on the effects it presents because it's like that's not what the film's about. But in this case, it totally was. Yeah. Uh, so based on that, I'd give it two and a half. Naked vampire women. So no, you gave it two naked vampire women's because a half is a sucked man. Then I'll give it uh, two. Two naked vampire women and a half sucked man. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. One half sucked man. <laughs> one half sucked man. <laughs> Which never even happened in this movie. There's no sex. No, the there's none. Sadly, it's like, wouldn't you have liked to see someone bed that ridiculous vampire chick? I think after <laughs> after spending the entire time sexualizing this movie, it was really weird that there was no sex. Like none. None. Uh, I, I mean, for their sake, you'd think that you know, like, like one of them would have enough game. But there, she's like, nope, sucking souls. Well, she's gonna give day. it to the uh, what's his name? The astronaut guy. The astronaut. She's gonna give it to him. He, but... he was too busy kebabing her with the iron, yeah. leaded iron. Which I wonder. Uh, yeah, I just wonder. I wonder what the viewers. You know what? That's that's my that's what my my uh, takeaway is for this. I just wonder yes. so much about this fucking movie. I wonder so much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's about all I got. And how about you? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I've actually I've been, I've been waiting to watch this for a while, um, and I'm glad that that I. That's how we did. got on it. Was he? You know, you said that you've been waiting to see it for a while, and yeah, my jaw hit the floor like, wow, what a first perfect movie. <laughs> it really is. Because it is batshit nuts. So hopefully if all this goes well, we'll yeah. be back again next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. With something equally shitty and horrendously wonderful. And if anyone has a suggestion or um, a, a preference of what they would like to see next week, let us know. Yeah, any uh, any feedback you want to give us on what you want to see, uh, you know, create 
constructive criticism. I'm sensitive. What we can do to <laughs> yeah, make it constructive. It better be constructive <laughs> or I'm gonna go run in for the razors. What we can do to improve. Uh, what you'd like to see, maybe some segments we could do. Uh, yeah. Anything we could do, Jazz, on the show, make it funner to watch for you games, guys. Games, fun games. Yeah. We were talking about games. What was our game we were talking about? We had a game. Oh, we were going to make some drinking games, but we'll get to that later. It was a fun movie, uh, fun day, and uh, we hope that you all enjoyed listening to this as, as much, much as we enjoyed making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> so, anything else, Chris? Uh, see you guys next week. See you next week.